0: Hello, my name is Michael Amade. I'm a father, husband, educator, drummer, and a lover of motorcycling. I also have had the privilege of leading Community Consolidated School District 62 as superintendent since July of 2022. I invite you to take a listen on my podcast as we cover a range of topics, all of which I hope will leave you a little more inspired at the end. And with that, I welcome you to my podcast, A Few Minutes with Dr. Mike." Thanks for listening, and let's go. All right, well, welcome to my inaugural first podcast for the Community Consolidated School District 62 School District. Uh, My name, again, is Michael Amadei, Superintendent of Schools, and it is July of 2023. Uh, With me today is our Director of Community Relations, Ms. Jennifer Bova, and she is going to help me with moderation of my podcast moving forward. Jennifer?
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And congratulations to you, Dr. Amadei. You have one year under your belt, and it started with a bang. You focused on safety and security right at the start of July of 2022. I know that you were really uh, thinking a lot about how can we as a district operate in that united focus. Do you want to talk a little bit more about... Um, the efforts that you made and continue to do so to really enhance those safety and security measures in District 62.
0: Yes, thank you, Jennifer. So obviously, uh, to begin, I think all of us that have an interest in school districts uh, have that centered around children and the development that they, you know, that you expect for your child when they go to school. And there's that piece that's just about trust. And I will say, as a precursor to any of these these items we talk about today, I've been with the district for 15 years. And what has been the most pleasant part for me to observe is just the super connectedness of the Desplaines and Rosemont families and how they support School District 62. But also, it's just a common expectation that we're going to deliver uh, the best we can and grow throughout the years when we look at our children and their needs. So I would say with safety and security, that is the first thing that comes to mind with anyone that is a principal or a leader in a school district is that you need to know that your students and staff are able to be in a safe and secure environment and to be able to do the best that they can, uh, whether they're delivering instruction or receiving it. And so we've made, made some very, very big steps throughout the entire year, but also just coming in and addressing where are we at at the beginning of my time as superintendent and where are we going to be uh, each year and each month as we move forward uh, with regards to safety and security.
1: And I think we've seen some of those changes through the Raptor Visitor Management System, people who come to our schools. You may have noticed that in the fall uh, you now have to provide identification and um, an ID so that you can actually be visiting our schools. We love having our community in our schools, but that's just one of the measures that we have taken to really enhance that safety and security. I also know that, um, We are so fortunate to have that strong relationship with the City of Des Plaines Police Department. Shout out to Chief Anderson, and I know that you've been working very closely with the chief to uh, focus on improving those security measures in the district with cameras being installed throughout our school. So thank you very much to you, Dr. Amade, for all that you are doing, as well as to our police department and the City of Des Plaines.
0: Yes. Uh, just one more piece on the partnership. Uh, we have partnerships across the district uh, with the Des Plaines Youth Commission. I'm a Kiwanis Club member. Uh, so that's, that's a nice piece where we can connect with all events you know, throughout the community, but also uh, how the Kiwanians not only support the elementary district, but the high school district. Also, with respect to the Desplaines Public Library, the Park District, uh, the Frisbee Center uh, for our senior citizens, and, of course, the police and fire departments when it comes to first responder and just making sure that we are all connected in the responsibility phase of taking care of the students and staff. So thank you for bringing that up.
1: Absolutely. And by yeah. the way, if anybody wants to attend a Qantas Club meeting with Dr. Amade, I had the pleasure of going a few months ago truly life-changing. So please reach out to Dr. Amade mm-hmm. at the end of this podcast.
0: Yes, and, and they're always looking for more membership, so happy to have them, uh, have you join us. So uh, I know that we had some other uh, some other topics here from 22-23 school year to focus on, and one was going to be our five-year strategic plan.
1: Yes, believe it or not, it um, concluded at the end of June of 2023, but really it's not concluding.
0: Yeah. So any organization that is in a phase of strategic planning is a is a quality, healthy organization. And that would mean that you understand that at any time there's room to grow, room to improve. And when we look at students and pedagogy and learning, we know that we have to always ever change and ever evolve. So as we sunset the five-year strategic plan, we are looking forward to next year, the well, this year, really, the 23-24 school year, to build a new stakeholder group and to ask the community, all the stakeholders, what are the, the hopes you have for the school district? And as we go through this year of planning, uh, we will then begin a new, another strategic plan process where we, uh, we continue ever growing and ever changing.
1: And it's a great process because it's about involving our students, it's about involving our staff, those parents, our community members. It's, it's a very powerful process and people may not understand that as our five-year strategic plan was coming to an end, we were already beginning that work to plan for the upcoming strategic plan. So more will be coming in the fall. We're very excited. We're excited to engage and have those conversations because I will definitely tell you sincerely that I'm excited about the future of District 62 and I'm very honored to be a part of that. So looking forward to that. I know last month there were some uh, conversations that were presented to the board about full-day kindergarten. I know that's something that is on our minds and and several other districts around the state. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more about um, where we're headed in that direction?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So when we did start the original five-year strategic plan, one of the um, outcomes of that was interest in learning more about full-day kindergarten. Uh, since that time, we have spent, you know, a ton of time looking at our facilities, how would we staff, what are, the, what are the things that are important about what happens during instructional time in a full-day kindergarten setting. So having said all of that, we've been very busy, and at the June uh, board presentation, we did share with the board options and uh, considerations for them, Uh, With regards to our facilities, to staffing needs, to pedagogical needs. So, with that, we're looking at two presentations. One was around hosting full day kindergarten at every site, and then the other was considering if we couldn't do that because all of our buildings are unique. And we have uh, considerations to take in with flooding and the water reclamation district and limitations that we have in place at certain sites. Would we need to have a centers based and not one center, but maybe a north side, south side? So if you're interested, you know, you can go and look at that, I think, on YouTube and or look at the, uh, the board notes from that. And any of our listeners can see what we had in place. But we continue that work moving forward. And uh, we're excited to keep, you know, at the board's direction, uh, stepping up. That is going to become law. Uh, with the state uh the school uh, Isby has has said that by 27 28 i believe school year uh we have to have something in place we're not you know our goal is to be well ahead of that but we do want to put in place the quality uh program where we've been methodic about how we approach all aspects of it and you cannot rush that you are doubling your kindergarten staff you're doubling your spaces uh, you're doubling the amount of time students have contacts, so that is inclusive of transportation, food services, a lot of considerations. so you do not want to rush. Uh, as much as we'd like to have it in place already, that is, that is one goal that's coming out of our strategic plan process that continues to move forward.
1: So it's, it's exciting and, and intriguing, but we obviously have some work ahead of us. So nothing has been decided at this time, but it will be part of our vision for the future. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. It is work that we're doing right now as we go through July and into August. So um, these are items that will be standing, action items on the board meetings moving forward throughout the year. So more to come, folks. Yep.
1: What about, I know that... um, As the mother of a teen and a tween, I know middle school can obviously be a a unique time for, for children. And I know that you as an educator have also been thinking a lot about what can we do to really enhance that experience for our middle school students. And you spent some time in some different districts this spring, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that.
0: Oh yeah, thank you for bringing that up. So it is tough being a student, and I think when we all think of middle school, we think as adults of our middle school experience, which mine in my mid-50s was probably radically different than some of our staffs, but I would tell you that what we need to make sure of is that it's already a hard time to be a teenager and to be in middle school, but school should be a Uh, a place of high interest a place of choice and one of our uh, strategic plan goals was about giving students voice and giving staff voice actually listening listening for you know not just giving what everybody wants but hearing what their desires are hearing beyond the comments and i think what we've learned from our students because we spent a lot of time listening to middle school students and visiting other school districts looking at different concepts around scheduling different concepts around encore opportunities um looking at how spaces are used differently, schools different than it was for most of us as adults, and we need to adopt uh, and adapt to new concepts and changes. So we've called it the middle school experience uh, for a reason because it is about the end user, and we need to remember that uh, the jobs these students are going to have and the experiences they're going to have as they leave us and go to their freshman year These are radically different uh, things, and and it's just really more around concepts around how can we ever evolve that middle school experience. So there's going to be more to come on that, and that will also be another standing action item as we move through the school year.
1: I I think something else that I want to add is um, we also invited middle school students to be part of those visits, and I think that's just a a remarkable thing that that we did as a district because those are the individuals that are going to – Experience middle school.
0: Yes, and they, they were brilliant representatives. I would say we we could not have been more proud of how the students. They were a little quiet at first on the visits, but then they opened up. And then I don't know if we can link videos or opportunities to these podcasts. But in the June presentation, we had a student voice and staff voice, where they were able to give direct feedback to the board of education and you know get around their you know their expectations and needs for schools. They look at it as the end user.
1: Well, I feel like our podcast is going to go international, and we'll have show notes, and so we can absolutely put some additional information for our listeners.
0: Oh, you're very optimistic, but I I think we'll see where that goes. But thank you. Yeah,
1: I'm very optimistic. Um, and then I know that we also you – know, people may not know that North Elementary is also one of our largest elementary schools in our district. I believe it is the largest. And so this year we really saw um, – an increase in our newcomer families. Those are families that are that are new to to Illinois, that are new to our country. And that has been definitely a focus for you this school year, because we obviously want to support those families and support those children. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that and what the future may be for North?
0: Yeah, so um, this would be a nod to the community, first and foremost. Uh, I'm very proud of the displays and Rosemont uh, families and supports that we have in place. Uh, you may recall that earlier in the year, in August of 2022, um, we had many asylum-seeking Venezuelan students and their families uh, come up from the border of Texas, and they were here. And as a community, uh, the district should be proud of how we supported and responded to over 100 students and then, of course, their family members who were here uh, seeking asylum. Uh, Most of those students have come and eventually have moved to other districts or gone to places where they they have family members. But as a community, we did an amazing job, and I'm so proud of that. However, also with regards to, like, our Russian and Ukrainian population and the problems that have been occurring uh, as a result of the uh, the war that was going on, we have received many, many students. And uh, as they've come into the country, they've come through different organizations, but primarily in the Des Plaines area, area, uh, we had them coming through the uh, Russian uh, church and they were placed with families that were taking care of them. So sponsor families, most of them happen to live near the church and that happens to fall within North Elementary's boundaries. So uh, a lot of these students are coming to us without necessarily their... Their their birth parents, they may be here with a family member or one of their parents, and so their needs are high. And much like we learned going through our process in August with our Venezuelan students, we were ready and better able to support. However, the complexity around that is the number of enrollees at North has gone, which is typically like 400, 420 students in a school year. Uh, We ended the year with 528 students, I believe, uh, which was incredibly high, and it's really pushing the capacities at that elementary school, so much like full day kindergarten and the middle school experience, it is one of our top three uh action plans as we move throughout this school year, so that we're ready and we're supportive of those families in need.
1: Well, I even recall at uh following winter break, we had over twenty children at North registering for yeah. the new year so yeah. and
0: and it's it's tough because they just you have to be responsive, but also um ready and and i think that's it's they're getting really good at that school but we also need to make sure that we're we're all not putting the school at too much of a capacity issue
1: well it's amazing to witness the compassion and the dedication of all our staff our second language learners department our instructional services department student services we all came together literally within days in in early october so um i know that this will continue to be a focus for us and um It'll be amazing to see it unfold. And I know that uh, one of our biggest areas of focus for this year was the redesign of our new website. I know we really wanted to create a platform where... Our, our parents, our incoming families, our community, our staff, of course, could find those resources and learn more about the district. We've talked a lot about telling our story, and, and um, our team here has really focused on storytelling. And um, this was a, a vision of yours, and thank you for supporting um, my department in, in this work, but I want to definitely give you a moment to to highlight that, because one of the reasons you're doing this podcast, and I know you're just absolutely elated to do it, mm-hmm. is because <laughs> of our new website. So thank you for um, supporting all our ideas. It's, sure. it's been fun.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, first of all, extremely proud of one of the bigger goals was, uh, you know, from all the outcomes of the first strategic plan was uh, community and family relationships, communications. And when we look at a website, um, traditionally school district websites don't get uh, remade, And and we just keep adding on and adding on. And what we've really come back to is not only student and staff voice, but also community parent voice. And the end user is the idea here. And who is this website for? Um, And it is for you, the listener. And if you're listening to this, it tells me that you've engaged in the new website and you've seen, uh, if you're not new to us, you've seen the difference from one year to the next. And not that our old website was terrible, but the idea here was just to redo this and come at it with a fresh lens of, you know, this is a partnership with the community and we need to make sure that family members and any stakeholder can get to the information they need in a timely fashion and that it's a, that we're ahead of events and not chasing. So we did a lot of work with regards to preparing for this for, for over a year. Uh, we created new positions. We uh, created a, um, a digital media and. technology specialist position uh, to help develop the site, but then also to content uh, manage and chase content so that we are not chasing but we're ahead of it. Uh, Telling the story in a timely fashion, working with each site, unique, Uh, I can't tell you the countless hours that went into font choices and color choices and oh yes yes collecting data uh, collecting information we also want it to be a one-stop shop when you look at data on a website you don't need to go well, Is that from the previous school year or is it current or is it at the beginning of the school year We're you know we're, our goal is to make sure that when you go to that site you know about the district as a whole but then each site uh school district or school building unique so i'm extremely proud of the work that's been done there and uh, the ability for us, you know, the, it is funny you mentioned about the podcast, but like there is no time in a day that we shouldn't be dedicating to, you know, six other items at one time. But stopping to tell the story, to give information, I think um, it, it builds trust, it builds transparency, and it also allows you, the listener or the community member, um, a feeling of connectedness. And that's really the goal at the end of all of this.
1: Well, our podcast is going to be international. I'm you, confident. Yeah,
0: 62 United. Let's start with the Rosemont and Des Plaines community. Okay. And if it gets bigger, 62 United, that concept of bringing everything together, we need subscribers. We'll go international.
1: We need subscribers, but we're going to go international. I'm confident of it. Thank you so much. I know um, there's going to be some special guests this year. We're working on um, lining those individuals up. I know that... Um, you are going to be thinking a lot about topics, and if people have ideas and topics, please send them my way, J at d62.org. It's going to be a great year. Yeah. I'm excited to be part of it.
0: Yeah, stay tuned. Um, the special guests that we're going to be bringing in are going to be unique to each situation and connections to the community. Uh, I also want to have students uh, involved in some of these podcasts, and let's hear from the uh, the real users of the school district, and uh, I think that'll be fun. I'm excited to connect with our, our students again. So with that, I would just say thank you, Jennifer Bovin. I look forward to the next podcast.